What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Booyaka Show, a TMNT podcast. I'm your host, Zach Norris, and we are back. And hopefully that's the last time that I have to say we are back because, as you guys know, I have been wildly inconsistent with this show, and I hope to change that moving forward. I'm back, and I'm back thanks to a few people, and I will talk about that later in the episode. But the reason I kind of have... I think the reason I had an issue with being consistent with this show was because the schedule of the TMNT show was kind of hectic and I thought I was getting used to it and I didn't get used to it and I was trying to put episodes of the podcast out before episodes of the show would air so they would kind of like lead into each other and I think I gave myself too heavy of a workload and too little of a time as I was just learning to podcast and try to get consistent with it. I think the remedy for that is now here because the 2012 Nick show, the show that I'm going to be talking about, is over. It's done. It is 100% complete, as all of you know at this point. So now I have a 100% fresh start. I'm going to start at episode one and just go willy-nilly from there. And hopefully everything will go smoother. I will be more consistent because there's no you know, made-up time constraints that I was putting on myself. The workload can go at my leisure, and we will give you guys episodes to listen to and talk about. Uh, The format of the show is going to be the same as last time. Uh, I'm going to watch episodes. I'm going to recap them. I'm going to review them. I'm going to talk about them, talk about what I like, talk about what I didn't like. And then every once in a while, I'm going to have friends on the show to talk about other things, turtle movies, turtle toys, turtle comics, stuff like that. Going to give you guys my best version of Booyaka Show yet, and hopefully along with the best, it'll be the most consistent. So yeah, just this being the uh, comeback episode, I've only got a few things I want to talk about. It's just going to be a quick recap of kind of where I'm at with Turtle Fandom and what I'm doing with the podcast in terms of where it's at and how I'm going to try to run it. And that being that the main place where you can find the podcast from now on is going to be SoundCloud. I'm switching it up. I was paying for a podcast hosting service and I think I'm going to end up paying for I think I'm going to end up paying for SoundCloud Pro uh once we get enough episodes in there to make that worth it and uh make it worth the expense, but uh not going to pay for having a big crazy website anymore until, you know, I've got enough content and enough reason to actually do that. I think that was another thing that kind of held me up the first time was I jumped way, way into the deep end without learning how to swim first, uh, so to speak. So right now I'm going to take some baby steps and we're going to just make a bunch of episodes, make a bunch of content, put them up on SoundCloud and go from there. Um, obviously, you guys will be able to find them on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. I'm going to have them linked up. going to try and have the episodes everywhere they were before but there's not going to be a website to go to. You're just going to go to SoundCloud and and bump the podcast there. Like I said, still going to try to keep the format the same. Going to be talking about the 2012 Nickelodeon show with probably some Rise stuff thrown in and maybe occasionally some 2003 stuff uh, thrown in. Bunch of movie stuff. Um, When I have some friends on the podcast and uh, comic stuff, might have some regular and or irregular guests. Uh, Hopefully maybe get an interview or two done. But again, baby steps. We're going to start small and we're going to get there when we get there. There are two 
big things I want to talk about in this episode. One of them is a story about a trip I took last year. I posted about this trip on Instagram, which you guys can find me on Instagram at at ZosoTMNT. That's Z-O-S-O-T-M-N-T. That's my Instagram where I do all things turtles. I posted about this trip on Instagram and I posted about it in the Technodrome forums, but I figure I've got the podcast, we're getting it back started, so what better way to have a comeback episode than to tell this story? And then I want to tell you about a friend of mine later in the episode who is uh, dealing with some health struggles and him and his family need some help, and I'm going to tell you guys how we can all uh, help them out. But first, let's talk about my trip to North Carolina. So... As you guys know, I'm out here in sunny San Diego, but I am a military brat and I was actually born in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I lived there at one point in my life. Obviously, that sounds a little silly because I was born there. I was born in North Carolina. I moved because dad was in the military. And then eventually, at some point in my life, I moved back. That point in my life was middle school to high school. I did seventh, eighth, and ninth grade in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I made some of the best friends I've ever had, people that I'm still friends with to this day. And one of those friends was a guy by the name of Nick Nosbish. My friend Nick was a wrestler. He was a little bit of a nerd, uh, but he was just an all-around great guy, Give you, you know, type of guy that give you the shirt off his back if you needed to. And we had one of those relationships that would, you watch any movie, about young men, coming-of-age story, their friends and what they go through, you know, Stand By Me, Goonies, stuff like that. That was us. My friend Nick, my friend Tim, uh, our friend Nicole, bunch of kids in the neighborhood. We were just always getting into trouble, always running around, doing stuff, swimming in creeks, building forts out in the wood, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, Really, really fun time in my life. Really great place. I can't really speak on Fayetteville now, and I didn't really live there for too long, but I lived in a great neighborhood, and I had great friends. Uh, I went to a good school, mostly nothing but good times. After I left my freshman year, I finished up high school. I went back and visited a couple times uh, after high school because my dad had moved actually back over there at one point. So I went over there and hung out with Nick and Tim. And we were the kind of friends that, you know, we didn't keep up too much while they were going to college and figuring their life out. And I was out here on the West Coast figuring my life out. We didn't keep up too much, but when we did, it was like kind of nothing had ever changed. We would catch up, we would have some jokes, we'd tell stories, you know, about the good old days, and then, you know, we wouldn't speak to each other for months, years, whatever. A couple years ago, my friends Nick and Nicole found me on Facebook, and we like quickly exchanged information on Facebook, and then they found me on Instagram, and Nick found my Turtles Instagram and reached out to me and was like, hey man, like, it's cool seeing that you're still a big Ninja Turtles fan and that you're into like collecting and all that stuff. I'm into collecting and, you know, with like an emphasis on Ninja Turtle stuff. He's like, I'm a big Turtles fan and I collect, you know, comic books, toys, so on and so forth. So Nick and I had this kind of big reconnection in our friendship. We probably hadn't spoken, you know, five years, eight years, maybe even longer than that. And thanks to the power of social media, we reconnected and then found out that, you know, not only could we still be, you know, friends, but we actually had something new to connect about and it was our love for Ninja Turtles. Now, again, Nick, when I knew him in middle school and high school, he was into certain things like that, but 
I was definitely the more, you know, quote unquote nerdy of the friends. Tim and Nick were both like athletic and popular and Nick was involved in like after school programs and stuff. And all I really did was uh, play basketball a little bit, play baseball a little bit, and then, you know, video games and nerdy stuff. But um, so Nick and I have this big reconnecting uh, through Turtles. Uh, we're sending each other pictures of toys and talking about comic books and which stories we like and this, that, and the other. And we just kind of talk on and off for about a year, year and a half. Then we talk about me getting back out there to visit. And, you know, Nick and Tim and Nicole, we're all excited. We're all trying to figure it out, map it out. And just, you know, for one reason or another, I don't figure it out. And I just don't make it back out there. And our communication kind of wavers a little bit. We don't talk as much, but still, you know, every once in a while, hey man, I grabbed this new figure. Hey man, I'm, you know, issue blah, blah, blah was crazy. Did you read it? Stuff like that, right? Well, then early last year, early 2018, my friend Tim hit me up and was like, hey man, I got some bad news. Actually, you know what? Let me backtrack a little bit. As, as Nick and I had rekindled our relationship, he actually told me that a year prior or so, my timeline might be a little bit messed up because you know, I don't have like notes in front of me. I don't have this like stuff written down or anything. I'm just trying to tell it as I remember it. But as Nick and I were, you know, rekindling our friendship and nerding out over turtle stuff, he also hit me with the bad news that he had uh, recently been diagnosed with like a rare form of leukemia, some kind of like some kind of weird cancer in his liver, I believe. So it kind of made our rekindling, like the rekindling of our friendship, our reconnection a little bit more serious, a little more um, heartfelt. It was like, again, this guy that I hadn't talked to in uh, quite a few years. And not only did we reconnect and, you know, have a friendship that I felt like was probably going to be as strong as ever, but now there's this kind of thing looming over it that like, hey, this is, this is worthwhile. This means something that you reconnected with this person, you know? And I'm a... I'm kind of a big fan of like sentiments or like signs like that, a a good omen, if you will. Not that him having this illness was a good omen, but we, I felt like we had reconnected for a reason. So that's where I'm going to jump back to, you know, we rekindle our friendship. He lets me know what's going on with his personal life. We talk turtles and yada, yada, yada. And then I talk about going out there. I don't, but so then early 2018, my friend Tim hits me up and he's like, Hey man, I don't know when the last time you talked to Nick was, but I guess his health has recently taken a pretty serious turn for the worse. I guess he's talked to doctors and, and things, aren't looking, things aren't looking too good. So if we're going to get you out here to hang out, we should probably do it soon. And I was like, absolutely, dude. You let me know. Like, I'll drop everything at that, you know. You let me know when I need to be out there and I will be out there. And so I, I tried to work things out with Tim and our friend Nicole for me to get out there and stay with one of them and ended up not really working out with them. So what I wanted to do was surprise Nick and, you know, fly into North Carolina, stay with one of them. And then we would go visit Nick and then boom, Hey, I'm here, you know, but with things working out the way with Nicole and Tim that they did, I couldn't really stay with one of them at first. So we made the plans for me to stay with Nick. Like his, his health had taken a turn for the worse, but things weren't as bad as kind of we thought they were. And so we'd made the the plans for me to stay with Nick. So I had to reach out to him and kind of ruin the surprise. But we also were like, hey, I'm going to stay with you. It's going to be cool, you know? And I figured I could help his family out if they needed anything, help his wife out if she needed some stuff around the house and, and just sit with Nick and hang out, you know? 
So we've got this plan laid out. I've got my plane ticket. I've got rental cars. You know, I'm ready to go. And then like two days before I left, maybe even a day before I flew out, we kind of came to the conclusion that me staying with Nick probably wasn't the best idea just based on, again, how how badly his health had declined. So I kind of reshifted some plans around and Tim lived a couple hours away, but I was like, all right, man, I'm going to stay with you and I will drive to hang out with Nick. You know, I'll do whatever we need to do. So the next day I fly out, I'm flying into Raleigh-Durham. I get out there and probably what I should have done uh, in hindsight, of course, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but probably what I should have done was I should have landed in Raleigh-Durham that morning and reached out to either Nick's mom or Nick's wife and seen, you know, if it was possible for me to come by and say hey to him, you know, not really stay too long and kind of get in the way. I just, you know, wanted to go by and say what's up and uh, let him know that I was out there. But I didn't do that. I ran a couple errands as I got out of the airport, you know, got some food, got some stuff for the road. And I took the trip down to Tim's house because it was like a couple hour drive for me to get down to Tim's where I was staying. And I ended up doing quite a bit of driving. I think I was there for four days-ish, four and a half days. Uh, Ended up doing quite a bit of driving on that trip, but totally all worth it. So I'm there. I'm there on a Thursday morning. The plan was now that I was going to hang out Friday with Tim and just kind of kill the day, you know, just do some random stuff. And then Saturday was actually Nick's birthday. Nick was going to turn 30 years old. Him and his family were having, were going to have like a little bonfire for his 30th birthday. But then again, as his health uh, declined, they decided that wasn't the best idea, but they were still going to have some friends over, especially since I'd flown all the way out. We were going to go over and just kind of hang out and keep things chill. And obviously I was totally down for that. Well, things, um, as life goes or as life tends to go, things didn't go quite as Nick's family planned and they definitely didn't go quite as I planned. So Thursday afternoon-ish, I get down to, I got down to Wilmington where Tim lives and was hanging out with Tim for the afternoon and we got a phone call from Nick's mom um, where she basically explained that, Nick wasn't doing too well, and he probably was not going to make it through the night. So Tim and I get that phone call, and obviously we're devastated. You know, this guy is one of our oldest friends, and I felt I felt bad for. Obviously, I felt bad for Nick. I felt bad for Nick's family. Um, I felt bad for myself because I'd flown out and and wanted to see my friend, but I felt bad for, I felt bad for Tim in that situation because I'm there with him and it felt good in a way that, you know, you know, that we were together when we found out because it kind of just felt like the old days, you know, we, Nick and Tim and I were a pretty, uh, troublesome trio. We were the three amigos, you know, we were just good friends and the three of us were kind of inseparable for a certain amount of time. And then we had our friend, Nicole, who was always with us too. She was kind of like our, um, mother duck trying to keep us out of trouble and stuff. But the only way that situation could have been better if if Nicole was there also um, to be with us, or, I mean, the situation obviously could have been better if my friend wasn't sick, but as bad as everything felt, it felt right that it was Tim and I there discovering the news together and, and kind of dealing with it and processing it together. So we decide, I mean, we kind of, we just heard from, you know, Nick's mom that things aren't doing too well, so 
we were like, you know, should we drive up there? Should we, you know, should we try to, you know, go do something? And we didn't want to intrude on the family. We didn't want to make things worse. We didn't want to be in the way. We wanted them to obviously have their time and respect, you know, their space and their, again, their their space and their time and their privacy. So we kind of just figured to have, uh, we were going to have our own little, you know, memorial. And so Nick was actually a giant fan of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And who's not, right? So Tim and I went to Walmart and we bought a couple of, a couple of boxes of Kraft mac and cheese. Um, it would have been super rad and super appropriate if they'd have had like turtles Kraft mac and cheese, but you know, they didn't. So we take these boxes of Kraft mac and cheese and we went out to the beach and we kind of had our, our own little personal memorial for our friend. We went out on the beach, we told some stories, we told some jokes, we kind of you know, had quote unquote last words, if you will, for our friend. And, uh, we, we took the boxes of macaroni and cheese. We said what we felt we needed to say. And then we dumped the macaroni and cheese in the ocean to kind of, you know, on some circle of life type stuff. Like this is something we used to always do with Nick. It was almost like a ritual. We'd get off the school bus at Nick's house, go into Nick's house and watch some kind of TV show and he would make just this giant pot of Kraft mac and cheese. We'd eat macaroni and cheese until we figured out what we were going to do with the rest of the day. And that happened, like I said, almost every day. So the Kraft mac and cheese thing was, was our own little way of saying like, Hey man, we love you. We're going to miss you, you know, and, and ease you on into the afterlife with something that you loved. And then the next, the next day we woke up um, to a text message from our friend Nicole, and she had basically uh, confirmed with us in the text message uh, that Nick had passed that morning uh, peacefully, no pain. He just, you know, they had him on on the good stuff, and he was sedated, and his family was with him, and his wife was with him, and I believe his dog was with him, and he <clears throat> he went out peacefully. So, rest in peace to my friend Nick Nosbish. I miss you, man. But yeah, so there was, that was obviously a bummer. That was a a tough time for me because, again, I just spent like a year plus reconnecting with this guy and getting, maybe not getting more into Turtles because of him, but having having that connection with an old friend being sparked or strengthened by Turtles was was really like serendipitous to me because I've loved turtles forever and they've always meant a lot to me, but it's always interesting how certain things in life will find a way to be more meaningful for you. So this whole situation made turtles just that much more meaningful for me. And then the way that this situation, the way that it played out where I went out to visit a friend and didn't actually get to see him uh, was obviously was was pretty brutal. I felt you know kind of just betrayed by life, but then it also turned into some kind of beautiful things because I got to see. I ended up getting to see Nick's family, who I hadn't seen in a long time. I met his wife, who I'd never met before. A very beautiful, sweet young woman named Melissa. She was very kind and very accommodating and very strong. Held it together very well while I was there. 
<clears throat> excuse me if my voice gets a little funny. It's because I'm. But yeah, a lovely woman. And uh, Nick's family was great. His brothers are insanely tall now. Shout out uh, Jack and Max. But anyways, the negative of the situation became a positive very quickly. Just, again, the, the reconnecting with friends and, and seeing Nick's family and meeting his wife. And then being in the area of North Carolina that I was in turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise. And that was because I got to see a bunch of the filming locations of the 1990 TMNT movie, the original movie that we all know and love. A lot of it was actually filmed in North Carolina and was actually filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is where I was staying with Tim. So, again, to use the word serendipity, it it felt like that because it was like here I was flying out here to, you know, visit a friend who I was trying to who I had been reconnecting with and was hoping to see, you know, one last time, but didn't get to. Again, Ninja, Ninja Turtles strengthened Nick and I's reconnection, and then Nick having me come out to North Carolina strengthened my love for Ninja Turtles, and then I found Ninja Turtle stuff there. So it all felt very, like, full circle. It all felt very, again, like I was, I was supposed to be out there. So the morning that Nick had passed was a Saturday morning, or excuse me, a Friday morning. His birthday was on Saturday. What I ended up doing was Tim went to work and I drove over to a little town called Curry, North Carolina, which ended up being like 30-ish minutes, maybe not even that, away from Wilmington, North Carolina. And Curry, North Carolina, if, I don't know how to explain it to you guys other than you know, you hear the term, oh, it's a one stoplight town or blah, blah. It's not even that. I don't even know if there was a stoplight in, in Curry, North Carolina. Lots of farmland, lots of woods. There was like one little liquor store slash bait and tackle store that I saw. And then like one gas station on the way in. But it was just like calling it a town even feels inappropriate. I don't even know how a place like this ends up with its own name. It was so small. But this is where they filmed. Curry, North Carolina is where they filmed the farmhouse scenes uh, in the Ninja Turtle movie. They go out to the farmhouse that April's family owned, shoot all those scenes that we know and love, the training scenes and the, uh, the campfire scene with splinters, you know, astral projection and all that good stuff. It's all filmed out there. Knowing this, I looked it up, drove out there, and again, it just felt like it felt appropriate because. Nick loved this stuff. I love this stuff. And now here I am on this like sad day where I've lost a friend, but it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful like southern summer North Carolina day. It's a little sticky out, a little hot out, but there's a nice breeze going. I, I couldn't have picked a better day to go look at the house and stuff. And if you guys scroll back a little bit through my Instagram, you can find pictures that I posted. And I think I still have like the story highlight up where I recorded some videos, but so yeah, it just felt, I was sad and, you know, I was processing some grief, but it, I was processing it in a way that made me feel like I was connected to Nick and, and again, like gave me some strength and gave me some hope because I was out there enjoying something that we both love. So I go out to the farmhouse. It's out in the middle of nowhere. There's this 
wooden fence that, you know, blocks it off. I just parked the car in front of the wooden fence, jumped the fence, walked around the house for a little bit. It's a very big, pretty old house, kind of nestled into the woods a little bit. Um, It's also a little creepy. All the windows were open. You could see into it and stuff, but I was like afraid that if I went up and looked through one of the windows that somebody was going to be looking back out at me. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to not do that. So I stayed, I kept my distance from the house. I took some pictures and took some videos and walked around and kind of peeped the woods out a little bit and peeped the barn out and uh, just kind of, you know, took my time, but also didn't kind of make my stay unwanted or or tried not to because I didn't know like who was watching the property or what kind of security they had or anything like that. I'm sure, you know, it's got a big fence around it. So I'm sure they just don't want people walking up. I'm sure some film company or something still owns it. So I tried not to overstay my welcome, but tried to just kind of bask in the moment and just be like, man, this is, this house in a, in an indirect way has been a part of my life for 20 plus years. And now here I am standing by it. You know, I'm standing in this field where they may have shot these turtles training scenes and looking at the back porch where Casey and April were swinging as, you know, the turtles came up and told them it's time to go back, like stuff like that. Uh, So it really meant a lot to me. I was glad to see it. It was a very cool experience. Again, very beautiful day, meant a lot to me. And as I posted this that night, posted the pictures and the videos and stuff, the pictures and videos that I posted from my little trip, my little mini trip to Curry, North Carolina, to the farmhouse, those indirectly brought a whole new positive aspect to the trip and, you know, added a whole new positive like aspect to my life. Not to sound too cheesy on you guys or, you know, make this sound like an after school special or anything like that. But, you know, I went out to North Carolina and lost a friend, but then because of the turtle stuff that I was doing, I actually gained a friend. And so this is where this story, you know, turns from more of like a memoir type thing to a shout out uh, to my buddy Drew. You guys may know Drew on Instagram as at uh, TMNT Drew Wizzle, I believe. Let me double check that before I go out here quoting the wrong name and stuff. I met Drew because as I was posting stuff, uh, and yes, it is TMNT Drew Wizzle. That's T-M-N-T-D-R-E-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. As I was posting this stuff about the farmhouse, Drew hit me up on Instagram and was like, hey man, I see that you're out in North Carolina doing this stuff and found the farmhouse. Like, that's super rad. I've got this book about like movies that were made in Wilmington, North Carolina, and there's a bunch of stuff about turtles in it, and I know where a few more locations are if you want to like check them out. And I was like, yeah, dude, of course. Like, you know, I had some time to kill because Saturday morning Tim had to work and Sunday he had to work. So I kind of had, you know, time to run around and do what I wanted um, while I was waiting for Tim to get out of work. So Drew and I basically spend the rest of my Friday evening, you know, trading messages on Instagram about, where I can go in Wilmington, North Carolina to find these locations where the Turtles movie was filmed. So Drew, again, indirectly, just through our our love for Turtles and, you know, this this nerdy connection that we have, Drew ended up becoming a good friend of mine and a very, like, positive outcome of this trip. Again, I, you know, lost one friend and gained another is the way I like to put it. And obviously I don't mean, like, 
lost my friend Nick as in, you know, I still have my memories of him. I still have our friendship. You know, that stuff doesn't go away. But I was saying goodbye to one friend and I made another friend again through our connection over the turtles. So again, it was just interesting to me how powerful these, you know, the these characters who a lot of people will look at as this like silly, goofy comic book, TV show, movie thing. I know I'm preaching to the choir here because you guys are obviously listening to a podcast about Ninja Turtles, but you know, it's just, it's just crazy to me that, you know, people love things and how it can bring them together, you know, and that's, you know, we think, we tend to think a lot nowadays about social media and how it can be very destructive and very harmful to people, um, especially if they don't, are, are not in the right mental or emotional place when dealing with these things. But I also think that social media can be a very powerful tool for positive connections. And that's like absolutely what happened on this trip. So, so Drew helped me find a couple of filming locations, one being the WTRL building where April walks out of and gets mugged. He helped me find the, the big cement factory where the Foot Clan video or videos, where the Foot Clan segments were filmed. I didn't actually get to go to the big cement factory because it was like blocked off in security and you know you got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody uh, and I don't know somebody like that but we found that we found the WTRL bidding went there took some pictures that's also on my Instagram um you you've got the mugging scene like you get to see the picture of the building where April walked out of the building after work and then where she gets mugged um and the turtles come and rescue her So yeah, just that like one little experience of Drew and I talking over Instagram and like, hey man, go check this place out. You could, you know, find this location. And it was actually like a pain in the neck trying to find this thing because at first Drew and I thought it was one building. And so I was walking around this building in the rain for like 30, 45 minutes trying to like look at different angles and, you know, stuff of the building and be like, hmm, it might be here, man. Or, oh, it might be this. And then Drew's on Instagram like, oh no, dude, I definitely found it. I looked at Google Maps, like go check this place. So I go drive down the street a little bit and then boom, there it is, WTRL building. And the funnier thing about it was that like a night or two prior, I'd went to, I'd went to dinner with Tim and we sat down and watched part of the finals. Uh, I think it was part of the finals. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. We went and watched a basketball game at some little like bar or restaurant and it was right across the street from the WTRL building and I did not even recognize it. But yeah, so funny how funny how things like that work out and and funny how life will, you know, take a negative and turn it into a positive. So, rest in peace to my friend Nick Nosbish. I miss you, bud. Shout out to Nick's family and Nick's wife Melissa and shout out to my buddy Tim. Shout out to my homegirl Nicole. Miss y'all. And then shout out to Drew, man. Again, I really, I know we've talked about this a few times, you know, via text and stuff, but really appreciate you uh, reaching out and appreciate, you know, the connection we've made and the friendship since means a lot to me. And now talking about that friendship, there's last two things I want to get into is Drew also just recently, a big part of the reason that I'm sitting here recording this. And also let me just interject this right now. It's been a while since I've recorded myself and I'm working with some slightly different gear. Uh, so I do apologize for, uh, any like kind of roughness or sketchiness with this first one back. 
I'm still trying to figure some stuff out and get my levels right and get my voice sounding back right and also get used to talking to myself again. Uh, So please forgive me for any sloppiness this time around, but one of the big reasons the pod is back, maybe the biggest reason, I've been wanting to bring it back. I've been wanting to get back to this. I actually bought a new mic roughly six to eight months ago with like plans to you know get back into this and just haven't got around to it. But a big reason that I did is because Drew and his encouragement and his positivity, you know, telling me about why he liked the show and stuff. And then actually just recently, Drew sent me an episode of Turtle Flakes where Rob from Turtle Flakes shouts me out in the beginning of the show and tells his listeners that he misses the show and, you know, kind of specifically asked me to bring the show back. And I was like, man, I did not know that that really anybody but me and kind of Drew and my buddy Nick, because he told me a few times, but I didn't really know that the the show had an effect like that. And so, uh, Rob, I really appreciate it, man. I know we've never met, but I have a feeling that one day we will. But thank you very much for the kind words and the positive words. And thank you for feeling like, you know, you wanted to and needed to take the time to say what you said about uh, Booyaka Show and about me. I really appreciate that. And so you're a big reason that I'm back here feeling, you know, the positive juices again to get this going. Um, So shout out Drew. Shout out Rob. Shout out Turtle Flakes. Go listen to them. Great show with great guys. And they are part of the reason that Booyaka Show is back. So show them some love. And then all this stuff about friends and about positive stuff, I want to transition into something that, again, is going to be a little bit of a bummer, but it's something that we as Turtle fans and just as good people can come together and turn another negative into a positive. So I have a couple friends uh, in Yuma, Arizona, where I used to live before I lived in San Diego. Uh, I have two friends, Stephen and Amber Garnica. I have been friends with Stephen and Amber Garnica for probably going on 10 years. And they have two sons whom I love like they were at least my nephews. Like I love them. I love them like they were my nephews, maybe even like they were my own children. But um, Aiden and Evan are their boys, wonderful boys. Evan is crazy. Aiden is too cool for school, but I love both of those kids. I've spent a lot of time with them as they grew up. And Aiden, the oldest, he's 11 now. Uh, Aiden's actually a really good buddy of mine. I, as I got closer, you know, as I spent a lot of time over the last few years getting close with his dad, I spent a lot of time getting close with Aiden too, because Aiden was a big Ninja Turtles fan. Aiden was at the age, as much like I and many of you were at the perfect age to catch Turtles Mania, you know, back in the late 80s. Aiden was very much at the perfect age to catch Turtles Mania when the 2012 show was like on and popping. Aiden and I, he was four, maybe five at the time, we connected through Ninja Turtles. You know, I would go over to hang out with Steven and I would end up playing Ninja Turtles with Aiden, you know, watching him jump around in his, you know, costume and his toys and playing with his action figures, much like myself and almost probably everybody listening to this podcast did at some point in their life, right? Even at one point in our friendship, Aiden in his in his young and innocent mind, Aiden thought that I was his friend and that my friendship with Steven, 
my friendship with Stephen was by default through Aiden. Like he thought that I was coming over to their house to hang out with him, not that I was coming to his house to hang out with his dad and then just see him, you know, by default. Um, so I love that. And I've always loved that about Aiden. And he's a great kid with a heart of solid gold. I could tell you guys a a million and three things about why this kid is so rad and why he gives me hope for humanity. But one, probably the biggest way or easiest way that I can let you know what kind of kid this guy is, is last year, actually really closely around the time uh, that my buddy Nick passed away, a couple of my friends, a couple of other friends back in Yuma, Arizona, had lost a son. Uh, and I don't want to get into too much detail without their permission, but my friends had, had lost their son. He was only approximately two years old. And the Garnicas had the memorial service out at their house. And Aiden, who was who is very good friends with Dylan, this other family's older son, they're, the, the Garnicas and this other family are very close. And... Uh, My fiance and I were very close with them as well, but they lost their son and Aiden at this memorial service got up in front of everyone, like hundreds of people, and sang a song to the mother of the child that that passed away. And I was sitting there thinking, what in the world? This 10-year-old kid, I think he was 10 at the time. This 10-year-old kid has so much heart and is so fearless that he's up here in front of this crowd singing a song, like singing it like he means it, singing it like he wrote it himself. It's a Shawn Mendes song. I'm not sure what song, but it's an emotional song. It's a cool song, whatever. But Aiden gets up here in front of all these people and sings this song to this mother who has lost a son and I could not have been more impressed. I was like, you would have never gotten me as 10 years old to get up there and do that. And just throughout the night, he was hugging people. He was holding his friend Dylan. He was holding the mother. He was, he just put on such a strong face and he was so patient and so loving and so positive that I was just like, this this is the type of kid that is going to change the world for the better. Whether it's in a small way or in a big way, this is what the world needs more of. And so it's one of the many reasons I love the kid, um, but probably one of the biggest is just, like I said, he has a solid gold heart. And unfortunately, my buddy Aiden was just recently diagnosed with leukemia. I just recently posted on my Instagram about that. You guys can find it there. Again, not going to get into too many details, but Aiden has leukemia. Him and his family just found out approximately two weeks or so ago. He is still in the hospital in Phoenix right now, being a trooper, um, playing Nintendo Switch, playing with Ninja Turtles and Pokemon and stuff like that, keeping a, a good face on. But him and his family are in for a tough battle. And so there is a GoFundMe that is up and running. You guys can go to GoFundMe.com and search uh, Fight with Aiden or just search Aiden uh, Garnica. That's A-Y-D-E-N-G-A-R-N-I-C-A. Um, you search either of those things and you'll probably find it. Or if you want to take some of that work out of that uh, equation, you can go to my Instagram 
and I have the GoFundMe link in my bio. You can click that, and I know it's tough times financially for everybody, uh, or for most people at least. It's never easy to just give up some some loose change, but if you guys can go to that GoFundMe and donate anything at all, anything helps. Um, and if you can't donate, then just sharing the link also does wonders because the more eyes that see it, then the more hearts there are that are touched and the more hearts that are touched, the more wallets that are open. And I hate to make it sound like that, but that's, you know, how the thing works. So if you guys can donate, we appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you so much. If you can't donate, share it. That means just as much. We appreciate any and all uh, support and any love for that. I've actually already got a few people just from my Instagram post, a few people have reached out and that meant a lot to me. So shout out to turtle dude 88 on Instagram. He reached out very cool, wants to send Aiden toys and is donated. And that is so rad. Thank you so much, man. I wish we'll, we'll probably talk more in the next few days and I'll get your real name and stuff like that. But you know, turtle dude 88. Thank you very much. Uh, warrior pins. Rad Company, they make dope stuff. Check them out. They reached out and they want to send Aiden some pins uh, to help lift his spirits. Very kind, very rad. You guys should be supporting people like that. And then TMNT Wiz, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast probably follows them on Instagram. They've got like a gajillion followers. Um, And they don't actually have a gajillion because that's not a real number, but they have like 40,000 followers. And they don't follow me, but somehow they saw my story and they reposted it. So TMNT Wiz, thank you guys very much. That's at TMNT underscore WIZ. Thank you guys for the love and for sharing that so more people see it. I really appreciate it. But yeah, guys, whatever you can do to to help, I really appreciate it. Aiden and his family really appreciate it. Um, I know we can, you know, pull together to uh to make some noise and show some love for a fellow turtle fan so thank you guys for anything uh that you do to help getting a little longer than i wanted to the the story about north carolina i should have known i was going to run on and and ramble with that a little bit but i didn't want this episode to hit an hour and right now we're looking at like 46 minutes but so only going to talk about a couple more things and then i'm out of here guys we first things first my next episode is actually not going to jump into the episode recaps yet. I actually have already recorded another episode of the podcast before this one. Um, you guys are going to hear this one first, and then you're going to hear the next one. But I actually sat down with two of my really good friends, uh, my buddy Robert and my buddy Jesse. They're big turtle fans. We sat down and talked about just general turtle stuff. It's something that I would like to do more in the future with other friends. You guys will hear more episodes like that in the future, um, where it's just going to be me and one guy or me and a couple guys just sitting around talking about turtles and what we like and what we don't like. And so that's what Robert and Jesse and I did for about an hour and a half. Uh, we talked turtle movies, turtle toys, favorite turtles, all that. Basically, like the the general info you kind of get from somebody when you find out they're a turtle fan, you know, online or whatever, and you kind of get to know them and see what they're about. Uh, so I sat down and I did that with two really good friends of mine. So you guys will hear this episode. The next episode is going to be the chat with a couple of my buddies. And then the episodes following that, I'm probably going to jump into the episode recaps. So just a heads up on that. That's how that's going to go. And then 
I guess to end the show with a little bit of turtle news, this just happened today and everybody's spazzing out, so I might as well talk about it, but the trailer for the animated Batman vs. Ninja Turtles dropped today, the DC animated film, and I am a big fan of those animated films that DC does because it's basically like, it's it's a pretty strong formula for me. They just take a best-selling storyline of Batman or, you know, another hero, and they animate it, basically rip it straight from the comics, animate it, make a movie, boom. There you go. Got a cool animated movie. So some smart people at DC and IDW were like, hey, we kind of hit the nail on the head with this Batman Ninja Turtles thing. Let's make it a movie. So the trailer dropped today, and it looks really cool. Looks like it follows the... Looks like it follows the comics pretty spot on, pretty straightforward. You know, you got Shredder teaming up with Ra's al Ghul, or excuse me, Ra's al Ghul, uh, before I get booted off like the nerd internet for saying his name wrong. You got Shredder teaming up with Ra's al Ghul, and, you know, they're busting the Joker out and hitting everybody with ooze and stuff like that. And I don't know if I love the way the turtles are uh the the like style of the turtles in this one they're kind of like blocky and chunky and muscular and like some of them look good like i think i've only watched it a couple times but i think i'm cool with how raf and mikey look but then leo and donnie look interesting to me and then the cover art i don't know why the cover art is so like strikingly different from the animation style or i guess i guess i do know they do that pretty often it's kind of how it goes on the you know, from the movie to the actual like cover art of the DC stuff. But the, the way they're painted on the cover art is a little jarring, but, um, it looks cool. The, the voice acting seemed cool. You know, that's supposed to be out towards the end of this month. So I'll probably buy that, watch it. We can do like a little review or talk about it. I don't have as much information as I should, uh, again, try kind of recording this on the fly so I can get everything going again. But should have looked up who's casting and directing and all that stuff, but I didn't. I just know that I'm excited to see what is probably going to be a cool animated version of what was a cool comic book. So shout out DC and IDW. Can't wait to watch that. But that is going to be all for now, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to a new episode of Booyaka Show, a TMNT podcast. We are back. And we hope to stay back, and I hope to keep giving you guys um, solid turtle content. Um, I thank you guys for your patience. And then once again, shout out my buddy Drew. Thank you, man. Rob, Turtle Flakes, thank y'all. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, As always, I am Zach Norris, and you have been listening to Booyaka Show, a TMNT podcast. Catch y'all next time.